the Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We're your humble, happy hosts. I haven't said that in a long time, and I mean every word of it. Broadcasting live from lovely Austin, Texas. And Julie, my love, welcome to today's radio show. Thank you. It's going to be a fun show. It's a topic that everybody struggles with, and we'll get to that after a few shout-outs. So ready when you are. You know, I was actually, Julie, the reason I was running a little bit late for the show is because I was responding to emails from listeners. Guys, we read all your emails personally. We try to get back to you guys right away. I always think it's hilarious when someone emails us and they go, what? This isn't an autoresponder? You guys actually respond? Of course we do, because we do. You know, guys, look, even when we, we live by what we say, and when we say we're going to do something, we're going to do it. So, look, we have, you know, off days, allergenic days, certainly here in lovely Texas this time of year. You guys are in this part of the world, know what I'm talking about. Cedar fever is back in strength. But, look, we live by what we say. We do what we don't want to do, and we don't want to do it at the highest level. And so if you guys email us, we're going to email you back. We're going to help you whether you're an enrolled member or not. We're going to do everything we possibly can to encourage you, to motivate you, to get you to take action. Guys, this is no doubt the end of the boom market and we're going to start as we see more signs we're going to start letting you guys know we're going to over prepare you for what's coming next we don't want you to and I, I, what i mean by boom market i mean basically as you know the boom sellers market we've given you lots and lots of information on that we've given you lots of facts you guys can go back and listen to past podcasts they all live happily over at timandjulieharris.com. We did some in the past couple of weeks that you guys want to listen to. Um, if you want to email me for more actual information, I'll send you some links and whatnot. Tim at timandjulieharris.com, Julie at timandjulieharris.com. But here's the bottom line. In every major market in the country, the upper ends are slowing down. Now, most of you guys are not dealing in the upper ends, so you're saying, why, who cares? You know, Well, here's why you should care. Julie and I have been coaching agents since 1998. We've been selling real estate since the early 90s. and We've been through three or four recessions. And listen to what your coach or future coach, however, whatever my label in your life is, here's the bottom line. The slowdowns always start in the upper ends. And we saw it happening. We told you guys about it about a year and a half ago in New York City. Now, it's finally obvious in New York City and Miami and um, the hottest parts of L.A. Anything in L.A., guys, I know a lot of California agents listen to us, anything in L.A., in the west side, in the hottest areas, in the Hollywoods, in the, all the you know, most desirable, you know, crazy sell-it-overnight type areas, guys, look at the days in the market from, say, 2.53 million on up. Look to see what's happened in the past 90 to 120 days. Huh, look at that. Tim and Julie were right. Market's slowing down everywhere, guys. It doesn't take long for that market slowdown to start trickling down to the lower price ranges. In San Diego, the same thing is happening. I mean, I'm having these conversations with you guys all across the country. A lot of you are emailing us and you're thanking us for preparing you. And that really is our mission. We want you guys to be prepared for the 
was that you'll hope for the best and be prepared for the worst. Because what happens then is you guys are able to take advantage of any market conditions, and you're not just like a most agents where you're going to be saying, oh, I hope and pray the market doesn't change. Market's going to change. It always does change. But the question is, is will you change with the market, or are you just basically going to be real estate roadkill and get tossed along the side as the market starts shifting more towards a balanced market and then more towards a buyer's market? I don't know what the thing is, or I don't know, like, for example, we know from history what caused the last big housing housing downturn. I don't know if the housing downturn this time around is going to be like that one, historic, but I doubt it. I don't know how deep it'll go. I know there's going to be some uh, loss of values. I know we're going to see an increase in BPOs, some increases in foreclosures. I know those of you guys who are part of the real estate coaching, the premier uh, coaching class, you better be sharpening your pencils when it comes to the REOs. Make sure you're signing up for the ResNets and the Equators and the getting your, you know, ready for the BPO orders. I know those of you guys who missed out on the last REO boom who want to be t- uh, part of it uh, this time around, you sure as hell better be getting off your butts and doing something about that, not just waiting for the rest of the world to say, hey, guess what? Tim and Julia were right. Don't wait for that to happen. We warned all of our clients, our personal clients back in 06 and 07, and they were ready, and they got ahead of the curve. Now we're warning 100,000 of you who listen on a regular basis the same thing. So do something with this information. Don't live in fear of it. Don't panic about it. Just learn some new skills, or in the case of a lot of you who are new agents, get some skills, right? But have a balanced sort of a balanced approach to real estate. Yeah, man, it's easy to work with buyers. That's easy. So work, learn how to work with buyers, learn how to work with sellers, normal move-ups or downs, but you better start learning how to work with sellers who have differing needs, or as the market changes, you're not going to have the skill set to be able to survive. You're going to find yourself with essentially going to, you know, the analogy Julie uses, which I love, is you're showing up as, you know, you're a, you're a workman, you're a handyman, and you show up at someone's house with a toolbox full of Phillips head screwdrivers and all you needed was a standard screwdriver or the same thing's going to happen when you go to a you know you meet with sellers and buyers in the changing market they're all going to have different needs and if you don't know how to handle their needs you're going to be screwed now don't be surprised and this actually I find I don't even know if the word's funny but for the lack of feeling a little bit more articulate this morning I'll say uh, funny. The, what it makes, what I find humorous is that we're the only ones in the in the space that are still saying it, and I know are still saying what we're saying. And no, you don't see anybody talking about this from the brokerage level, from the office manager level, from the team leader level, from the whatever word you want to use as a supposedly leader in our industry. None of them are saying this. Well, why are they not saying it? You have to ask yourself that question and come up with your own answer. You have to decide whether or not you're going to basic, you know, what what actions you're going to take. We gave you last week, guys, we did, I think, a three-part show on the exact things that you need to be doing to uh, study your market to know what direction it's headed. We gave you that information. Go back and listen to it, timandjulieharris.com, and know what's happening. Know what price ranges are slowing down. Know what the days of market are doing. No, no. Don't wait for someone to tell you, even though, frankly, we just did. <laughs> it, it, you know, I had a, Julie, remember, um, uh, we had a great client in San Diego. I won't say his name. He didn't give me permission. And he emailed me this morning, and he, he was the one that was kind of worried about San Diego. He asked me mm-hmm. what I thought was going to happen, and I, because I didn't remember, asked if he had sold real estate during the last downturn. He said yes. I said, uh, so how does this feel any different? He said it didn't. And then he said, but nobody else believes it or sees it. And he said, then he went, Robert Julie, he said he mm-hmm. went in. 
and he did all of his own homework. He looked at the increasing REOs. He looked at the increasing notice of defaults. He looked at the increasing BPO requests. He looked at the increasing days on the market. He looked at the increasing number of expired listings. He looked at all of that, and the only conclusion he came to was, hey, guess what? It feels a lot like 2007, to which I said, yes. And then he said, well, Tim, why is it that nobody else is saying that aside from you and Julie? And I said, for the same reason they didn't say it back in 2007, because people are scared of change. And people in our position, quote-unquote leaders in the industry, generally will not want to give you guys what might be perceived as bad news. Your brokers, your office managers, certainly anybody who's trying to sell you guys anything, coaching companies, technology companies, they're not going to tell you bad news because they don't know what to tell you, they don't know what to tell you to, what to do with the bad news. So if they were to call you up, if you know Zillow were to call you up and say, hey, buy some leads today. By the way, the market's slowing down. You're not going to buy those leads, are you? So the whole world in our industry is based on the idea that the market's constantly you know, improving, more of a seller's market. And what happens if it isn't? What happens if it isn't is there's a lot of people not knowing what direction to go, what to do, except all of you because you guys are loyal listeners. Go back and la- uh, listen to past shows. Email us anytime. We love helping you guys. This is you know, this little half hour that we carve out every day for all of you, we lo- really uh, love and appreciate. Speaking of love and appreciation, <laughs> Julie, my dear, I think you have some folks you want to give some recognition to. Yes, just some quick things uh, right off of our private Facebook page. Brooke Nye in Oakland, Indiana, says, In 2016, I averaged about one closing per month and was happy with that. But in 2017, I just had my first month closing three transactions, and I've got at least two closings already scheduled for May. This was all done while pampering my center of influence, but also using Mojo Cells and Focus First being purchased tomorrow to plug into expireds. Oh, and of course, if you have any referrals for Indianapolis or Central Indiana, I'd be uh, greatly honored to take care of them. So here's somebody who's going from an average of a deal a month to an average of three per month. And I challenge you, Brooke, because I know that you listen to the show, let's make that your new habit and then maybe we'll take you to four per month. So she's in some great momentum, and she's focusing on two very important spokes, her own center of influence and, of course, expired. So keep, on, keep up the good work, Brooke, in Indianapolis. And then on to Ken Williams, who he – I love this. He wrote, uh, I made my first unrepresented seller call. What's an unrepresented seller up for sale by owner? No, I did not die on the spot or break out in hives though I was worried. <laughs> uh, he was nice but not interested in talking about relisting. It was an expired that had turned into a for sale by owner, but he did say that he would pay 3% if I sold it as a buyer. So the the victory here for Ken is that he broke the ice. He knows he's not going to die of this type of prospecting, and it's onward and upward. Now, I find that of all of the things that uh, we teach regarding prospecting, probably that very first call, the very first time or the door knock, actually is way by far the hardest thing you ever do. After that and you've broken the ice, most people say, I mean, it's almost everybody, you know, I can't believe how nice the expireds were. I can't believe how nice that for sale by owner was to me. I'm gonna, I can't believe I haven't done this until now. Not, you know, I died of hives and I'm calling you from the hospital, right? <laughs> I mean, so much of this is self-induced panic before you actually do it. Then when you do it, it's like no big deal. Um, And then I have one third one, uh, Chad in New York City writes, Hi guys, I've been a part of the program for almost a year and would have to suggest it to anyone. It truly is about doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at a high level. Since last spring, I've made every possible mistake. I listened to other agents who were really just trying to steer me in the wrong direction. I followed other plans blindly, none of which involved anything like expireds or for sale by owners. That's just the surface. 
I couldn't have asked for a better experience because in less than a full year, I've literally made every mistake that most successful agents take the course of their career to make. So now what? I know enough about myself now that I do best alone. Lock me in a room and give me a phone. Strip me away of, of an egocentric office. I am self-employed. As he writes, am I self-employed or aren't I? I know that when I don't have crutches or outlets of wrong information, I only have myself to trust and blame myself and thus faster and more efficient growth. What would it feel like? What would feel like a wasted year to most feels like a huge investment to me. Cheers to knocking out at least three exclusive listings off the market before the 4th of July. So go Chad in New York in Midtown Manhattan. I know you can do it. And thank you for sharing your experience. Yes, we throw you guys into the thick of it because guess what? The more people you know how to help, the more money you're going to make. It is connected. And, Tim, your preamble on today's call is a perfect example of that with the changing market. The script they need to memorize is, yes, it would be my pleasure to help you with that. And then if you don't have any idea what you're doing because it's your first short sale, REO, BPO, or what have you, come to my daily premier coaching calls and we'll help you. Or if you're already a member, we've already got the coaching there in place. But back to you. That's right. So we are going to be talking about, and I don't know what Gina called this show, Julie. She always comes up with better talk. The simple schedule. Is that what it is? Is it schedule? Is that what we're talking about? I don't know what she named it. Sorry. I only have my notes. Okay. So what is the, what is the title of this show? How to Achieve Mindset Bliss by Finding the Simplicity in Your Real Estate Schedule. That's my title. I'm sure Gina's is more rocking than that, though. Actually, Julie, it, she's I think talk, has a title that's talking about scheduling, so that isn't really. It is. I mean, it is. Those, yes. Okay. All right. Good. I like it. Yeah. So, right, so, so how to achieve mindset? Great quotes. Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Quotes. Okay, from Thomas Mann. Order and simplification are the first steps toward the mastery of a subject. Today, we're talking about how to master one thing that you guys constantly are uh, troubled by, which is your time management, your schedule, how to do everything you need to do at the highest level. Albert Einstein wrote, everything should be made as simple as possible, but not simpler. So we're taking the theme of simplicity and applying it to your schedule. Your real estate day consists of your pre-business routine, your morning business schedule, lunch, yes, we expect you to have a normal lunch like a normal working person, and your afternoon schedule. So work to simplify and purify each section of your day, and you will find that it is less out of control all of the time. I do think, Tim, this is a crutch that agents use for why they're not doing more lead generation and lead follow-up because they're so busy, 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 you know, uh, freaking out all the time. There's not enough time. You know, I'm too slammed with existing deals or holding deals together. I can't do anything else. I mean, it's like the constant thing that we hear. So work towards the theme of simplicity. Simplicity, for example, in your morning pre-work routine. You shouldn't have 20 things you've got to do before you get your kids out the door or before you drive to your office or you go to your home office. Simplicity might be something as simple as actually having a consistent wake-up time, not different depending on whether you have an appointment today or not, what's happening at your office or not, have a consistent wake-up time, have consistent meditation, even if it's only for 10 or 20 minutes, consistent exercise that doesn't require you, say, sitting on the 405 in L.A. trying to get to the gym and taking three hours to do it, some kind of easy, simplistic exercise to get your blood pumping, and eight ounces of water. Now, you could do all of that in an hour or less, couldn't you? So Mildred Norman wrote, the simplification of life is one of the steps to inner peace. So, so far, Tim, are you with me with this, this whole simplification 
and trying to get them into some level of control before they even start their day. Yes, of course. And so, guys, here's we're going to give you some more quotes, and we're going to give you some more specific things to do. And you know, we're going to break into the media free. But in your notes, what I want you to do is I want you to write down one through five. Okay, one through five. These are the five, uh, maybe three. You know, we'll just see how far we go. Three to five things that you have to do every single day, whether you feel like it or not. Whether it just doesn't matter. These are your minimum standards for life. Every single day, and this is something I'm. This is something that if you guys are paying attention to, it's going to have a profound positive or, frankly, a profound negative impact. What I'm about to tell you, every single day you're spending money, whether you know it or not. You know, and this is part of the real estate treasure map, by the way. So if you were to get into your, you know, your total monthly amount of money that you spend, depending on where you live in the country, it can actually be really expensive, or it could be like, you know, most people in most parts of the country with, you know, a family and a mortgage and the whole thing is usually there's about seventy five hundred dollars a month. If you were to take seventy five hundred dollars, I'm going to do this actually right now. If you were to take seventy five hundred and you divide by a typical, let's just say thirty day month, you're going to be looking at basically spending two hundred and fifty dollars a day. So just to stay even, depending on what your you know burn rate is every month, you have to know how much your family costs or you cost every day to run. And your goal, and this is one of the things we focus on in our coaching, is help to get help you to pay off your debt so you can get that number down lower. But by knowing how much money you have to earn every single day and writing that number down, just that's not with any frills, that's not with any vacations, that's not with any eating out, that's just your bare bones living expense. Then that'll give you a real clear indication where your where your focus needs to be every single day. So as you go through these points, what I want you guys to do is I want you to choose what your three to five minimum standards you're absolute going to do every single day, keeping in mind that if there's a day that passes where you didn't earn any money, you still spent the money. You might, you know, be thinking, well, you know, I spent all my all day on the website or all day on my this or the other thing, you know, and and you didn't earn any money. You still spent money, so you're spending money right now. You're spending money every second. So if you're not earning whatever your minimum daily is, so if it's seventy five hundred, it's basically two hundred fifty bucks a day. If you're not earning at least two hundred fifty bucks a day, you're actually losing money. You're actually going to start basically burning savings or going more into debt. Do you guys understand the simplistic concept of what I just shared with you? Now, obviously, if you have college tuitions you're paying for, if you have other things you're paying off, if you have a vacation you're saving for, then it's not 250 It might be significantly more. If you live in one of the expensive areas in the country where you have to earn $20,000 a month just to basically have your kids go to school and the other things, well, then guess what? You're earning having – you probably have to earn closer to $500 a day. So you guys got – actually, it's more than that. So you guys got to know what your number is and write that down and be very clear that if you're not earning at least that amount of money every single day, you're losing that amount of money that particular day it's kind just of a because sobering you way to exist i mean just because exactly. you're eating and the lights are on in your house and you're burning gas in your car or train fare if you take a train around you know a big city because you exist and you're breathing you're you are using up energy it costs something to run you and your family and i think tim that is something that agents avoid I find that they kind of get stuck in the treasure map when they're forced to figure that out because that's the real reality, right? It costs something to run you. And to your point, you know, if you didn't do something to earn that today, you are actually already falling backwards. And the problem is that you don't feel it immediately. Somebody doesn't send you a check, I'm sorry, send you a bill for that 500 bucks. I think if we got a bill in the mail every day, 
saying this is what it costs, <laughs> this is what you burnt today, that this would be a lot more clear. But because it's up to us to figure this out, it's easy to hide out from that. But I also find once agents come to terms with this, it's freeing just to know what that number is. That's right. Because it's otherwise you're guesstimating. Thing. Yeah, it totally right. is. But it's an emotional thing. Yeah, it's, but it's sobering. And you know what? I, having done this literally, I don't even know how many times with coaching clients, thousands. The one thing that pe- people, Julie's right, they, you guys will not, some of you are just absolutely positively trying to consciously focus on something else other than this conversation. I want you to seriously go in and I want you to figure out how much you're spending every single month. You know, if you're married, check with your spouse. If you find out if your kids have, you know, everything, go and drill down, find out how much it costs you to earn money per day. So when you come up with your three to five minimum standards every day, you know, you have to have those be focused on things that are going to put you in a position of helping others and make money. And we're I'm going to give you guys some of those as Julie goes through the next couple of her points. Go ahead, Julie. Okay, perfect. So simplicity in your morning work schedule should include some simple things like following a media-free morning. Don't pollute your brain with things that are irrelevant to your goals. Having 100% lead follow-up, that alone for some agents makes all the difference. That's why our 18 relentless lead follow-up rules is one of our most popular parts of the premier coaching program, but 100% lead follow-up, you shouldn't be able to live with yourself ending any day with leads you haven't followed up on. And if you're behind, make a commitment first to follow up on anything new and then work your way backwards. So 100% lead follow-up and then one to two hours of new lead generation before noon. How much better would you feel every single day that you set a new appointment of some sort could be a new buyer prequalification. Ideally, it's a new listing presentation. A new appointment set before lunch. It doesn't really matter what happens during your afternoon. Once you've done that, you're going to feel better. Anthony Robbins said, complexity is the enemy of execution. So those of you who have these elaborate, crazy-looking schedules from 12 to 12.10, I'm going to call three clients back. You, you've overcomplicated it. You've fallen into that. Complexity is the enemy of execution. Work towards simplicity. So if you were to make the commitment simply to follow up on 100% of your leads before noon, not have any media in your life, and just lead generate for even an hour before noon every day, within not 100 years, not 10 months, but probably 30 days of doing that, 30 work days, you're going to see a huge difference. We're not talking about working all 24 hours. We're talking about being focused and simple about your work. Go ahead. So I'm going to give you guys some three. Julie just mentioned one. So your minimum standard should be, and I know this is advanced for some of you, so maybe not all of you are really going to be willing to accept this as a minimum standard. But if I were coaching you personally, I promise you one of your minimum standards would be setting one pre-qualified listing appointment per day. Now, would you do it every day? No, you wouldn't. Uh, would I give you absolute hell if you came to our coaching call and you hadn't set at least basically three to five listing appointments since our last call? Yes, I would. And I don't care what market you're in, every single one of you guys guys can do that. Stop believing that it's difficult to be a listing agent. That is a straight-up, bold-faced lie. It does take skills, but after you lock the skills in, your life gets much better, and you don't have to work with buyers anymore. But anyway, that's an aside. So one of the minimum standards that all of you guys should consider is setting one pre-qualified listing appointment per day, and then the second minimum standard all of you should consider is taking a listing per day. I'm going to give you some more minimum standards. You guys write these down as Julie uh, prepares to finish off her notes, is that you guys should have the minimum standard of showing appreciation to your loved ones every single day. And I mean that uh, quite literally. You need to hug, 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 kiss, say I love you. You need to show appreciation. You need to be gr- gratuitous 
in your appreciation. You need to be demonstrative. If you don't know what those words mean, look them up. You need to be demonstrative in your appreciation because there's no sense in you climbing to the top of this financial hill if by the time you get there you're all by yourself and you've left all your most important relationships on the side, okay? Very clear. Every single day, start out by showing massive amounts of appreciation to the people that you love. That will have an accumulation effect just like money does. Uh, The next minimum standard should be some form of exercise in the morning. If you're not overweight, keep it that way. If you're overweight, time to lose it. The best way for you guys to do it is uh, you know, low carb and then start on some level of exercise. Uh, force yourself into 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes, maybe 15 minutes of exercise every single morning. I talk to you guys about what Julie and I do. We go on walks every morning. That's me combining some of my minimum standards. I'm showing appreciation. Julie and I talk about things that we're appreciative of. We talk a lot about Zoe, obviously. But at the same time, what we're doing is we're going on, I don't know, a two-mile walk probably, and we're also wearing 40-pound sand vests or weight vests. So we're, what we're doing is we're kind of hacking our own game by making it so that we're, we're kind of combining minimum standards. You guys can do the same thing. Next minimum standard that you should have every single day is – Really, truthfully, if you complete those that I just gave you, you you're going to have an, an absolutely brilliant real estate career and a brilliant life. But another minimum standard, and, and this is something I strongly encourage all of you guys to do, is visit your money every single day. Uh, Julie and I use Mint. You guys should consider using Mint as well. You could attach all your accounts into Mint, log into Mint, look for any unusual account activity, look for those banks. We got an errant statement from Chase Manhattan Visa, which we hadn't ever used, and all of a sudden Costco stopped taking Amex, so we had to start using a stupid Visa, and they raised the interest rate. Visa never used. They raised the interest rate. Just in no notice that we found in the mail, nothing, but Mint caught it and told us. And of course, Julie called up and rattled their cages. You guys get the point. Have a, have a direct check-in with your money every single day. Julie, go to your next point so, as these guys brainstorm for uh, additional minimum standards they should be setting up themselves for. She's off the call, on to her premier call. So, guys, those are the types of things that you need to be putting your minds to. Now, as your businesses start to grow, and as your, uh, like, ideally, as your real estate portfolio starts to grow, you can then start using, like, cloud tenant and things like that to basically have more of a dashboard level, uh, you know, check-in to see what's going on with your properties. But the point of it is, guys, it doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter how old you are, doesn't matter what market you're in, all of you guys should reduce your days down to three to five minimum standards. Now, the next layer to this, obviously, is going to be how do you schedule it. Julie touched, touched on it. You want to have a morning schedule. The morning schedule that we suggest is on the real est- is in the book, The Real Estate Treasure Map. I only have a few minutes left for you guys, so I'm going to tell you how to get the real estate treasure map for free. Just go to free coaching calls, and it's plural, free coaching calls for agents.com, and request a free coaching call. We're going to give you those six free books, and you're going to be entitled to a coaching call with one of our new member coaches. They're going to help you get started on the real estate treasure map. But the real estate treasure map is designed so you can – it's a fill-in-the-blank business plan, but one of the most important parts is where you're getting to your lead generation wheel for your real estate business. That's what our new member coaches focus you in on on your uh, coaching call. But the most important things that we talked about on today's call is figuring out what your on your on today's show is figuring out what your daily personal burn rate is. We we helped you to hopefully think about reducing your day to three to five minimum standards. We helped you helped you to hopefully start thinking in terms of basically mastering your morning schedule. So every single multimillionaire top producing agent I've ever coached they, generally speaking, do not have much control of their days beyond about noon, and that works out just fine. 
So what you want to do is you want to have a schedule, again, use the one that's in the real estate treasure map, that's designed around the accomplishment of those three to five minimum standards. And no matter what, you guys do those minimum standards every day. You've got to do what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level. But to Julie's original point on today's show, is if you do it first in your morning schedule, then the rest of the day, if it, you know, closings, chaos, whatever's going on in your life, it doesn't matter because you'll have done what matters most every single day. Do you get how that feels fantastic? Do you get how that almost feels almost too easy? liberating do you, you start to sense that weight being lifted off of you and guys you notice i didn't talk about teams you notice i didn't talk about buying leads you notice i didn't talk about crms you notice i didn't talk about any of this other distracting stuff because all that's the if you want to mess around with that stuff do it in the afternoon but in the morning focus on the things that are going to put you in a position to help folks and make money at the end of the day some of you guys are completely and totally frazzled you're burned out you're stressed you're ch constantly checking your voicemail and your email. You're constantly worrying about this, that, and the other thing. It's because you're not living your days like I just described. Now, I want you to ask yourself, if you're one of these, you know, which is most of you, agents that are feeling that level of stress every day, do you want to still feel that way? I know the answer is no. Okay, so then if you knew every single day that you had uh, completed your three to five minimum standards, and you just define what those are. We gave you some you know, suggestions, and you completed those. You kicked those minimum standards' ass. At the end of the day, you're not feeling stressed, are you? At the end of the day, the little silly email that comes in from some co-op doesn't really bother you, does it? The little silly inspection that came in, ah, screw it, I'm good. I got my minimum standards done every single day. That's the key to creating some actual you know, sobriety in your real estate business. That's the key to creating financial consistency. That's the key to building consistent revenue that makes it so you guys can become rich. Please, guys, follow one course until successful. It's not that difficult once you stay on the path. You guys, once you're on the path, don't get off the path. Everything in life that's worth having takes usually about, <laughs> my personal experience, two and a half times longer than you thought it would. If you think you're going to you know, have a specific thing accomplished by the next 60 days, you know, don't be surprised if it takes four months. That's just the nature of life, and that's okay. But because the things that are most worth having are the things that are hardest to obtain. And as, you're, as long as you're plugged in and stay plugged into the mindset of doing what you don't want to do when you don't want to do it at the highest level, I promise you guys you're going to reach heights that you can only imagine. Or you can't even imagine, and frankly, maybe even exceeding your own personal expectations. If you guys need us for anything, send me an email directly, tim at timandjulieharris.com, julie at timandjulieharris.com. Also, over on the site, and the site, of course, is timandjulieharris.com. I want you, all of you guys to submit a sample – I'm sorry, an agent profile for our book. We're going to be selecting probably, I don't know, 30 profiles probably, and those are going to be agents who are basically, you know, just essentially have answered, I think there's five or six questions, and the book is uh, pretty much guaranteed to be an Amazon bestseller. It's coming out, I think, fourth quarter of this year. It's called Harris Rules. So, guys, Become part of our published book, would you? So go to the uh, timandjulieharris.com, fill out the simple form, and uh, we're going to include all your contact information just for having to participate in uh, the little uh, – it's basically just a, a mini profile that's asking you about your struggles in real estate, asking you about the types of things that maybe you know, agents in the future would benefit from reading, having you, uh, you know, basically learn from you. So there you go. Go over to the site, timandjulieharris.com. If you need me for anything, it's tim at timandjulieharris.com or julie at timandjulieharris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the radio tomorrow. 
This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris, Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.